Technology.ie, it's Friday, September 25th, 2015. Technology.ie is brought to you by Ireland's premier hosting and domain registration company, Black Knight. Black Knight offer a comprehensive range of hosting and domain solutions for businesses of all shapes and sizes, no matter where they are in the world. This is Conor Mwinekhan. I'm in Michele Nealan's office. Uh, hi, Michele. Hi, Khan. Sounds a lot nicer here now at the moment. We did some work here. We've put some uh, photos up on You Facebook. put me in a padded cell. I put you in a padded cell. Put, yeah. You put me in a padded cell. Let's call it spade a spade. Yeah. My office is now like a padded cell, um, and the padding is all black. So from the outside, it looks like my, my office is incredibly dark. But when you come in, it's fine. Mm. Adds to the mystique, maybe. to the. Oh, I don't know about that, but I do, I do find it rather <laughs> amusing. It's funny. Uh, we had we'd been getting comments, and we had sort of been analysing the quality of our sound in our podcast as well, and looking at the fact that um, I have my studio kitted out like this uh, with this kind of sound absorb- absorbing material. Uh, whereas <coughs> when we spoke to you, Michaela, and we recorded here in the office, there was a certain uh, level of echo and sort of a hardness to the sound. So we've decided to do a bit of work on that. We'll put up some more pictures to go with the, uh, this podcast as well on Technology.ie, uh, but we've put pictures already on Facebook about it. But that is what we've done. We've uh, improved the sound quality a little bit. Let's get on with what we want to talk about. The big news this week, Michele, is, is that you bought a new you bought a new audio recorder. Well, well. You, you bought a new audio recorder. Well, you chose. Yes, okay. yes, yes. You also got a new so recorder. We we have, and we're we're investing, if you like, in the quality and in the technology that we're using for these, yeah, no, these podcasts. It looks very fancy. It's got all sorts it is, of yeah. it's got knobs and other things on it that I don't really understand. It's a Zoom H6 uh, for those that are interested. We can put a uh, picture up as well about it. It's interesting, really, the way that this technology has come on in the last couple in the last let's say five or six years and this is more than just a, a recorder this is a recorder and a mixer so if you look here on the front for example Michaela you'll see that we have got four channels here oh, okay. um, in fact when it says H6 it means that's six channels these two microphones that you see here on the top of it these are recording a left and right if you like so that's a kind of a stereo separation so would this so would this give you like broadcast quality or not it would yes without a, without a doubt give you better than broadcast quality as i often like to tell people because uh, broadcast quality isn't isn't all that difficult to get it's not all that in fact the quality of of what could be done in podcasting sometimes is superior to what you do in broadcasting but that's uh, that's another another question i suppose for another day uh, but the idea is for example we could we could record uh, say a band and mix the levels for each different person in fact you wouldn't a separate mixer you can use this as a, as a mixer you can record four five six different channels at once and, and mix the sound accordingly so it's kind of cool Okay, you know, so it's your, you, it's your new toy. It's my new toy. That we doubt. paid for. But anyway. Michaela, let's talk about uh, some of the news this week. It's uh, the big news, I think, everyone is talking about. It. And as I, I drove to Carlo this morning, I could hear uh, it being discussed on every r- single radio station, which is the announcements by Paddy Cosgrave and uh, the Web Summit uh, team that after this year, Web Summit will no longer be held in Dublin. It's moving to Lisbon in Portugal. What's your reaction to that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I mean, I did a very very short blog post about that uh, on the tech, on technology.ie there a couple of days ago. Um, what the hell did I even say? You know, I said it was like obviously going to be the big story in the Irish tech scene, and I also posted a couple of links to uh, both the blog post that uh, they put up on their official site as well as an opinion piece that Paddy put up on the Irish Times. Mm. Um, and you know, amusingly enough, one of the first bits of media I saw about it was from a Portuguese news outlet where they were uh, proclaiming victory. Apparently, a couple of thousand people in the Portuguese tech startup scene 
um, had been running a campaign to encourage Web Summit to move to Lisbon. Mm. And, you know, fine, they did. I mean, Web, you know, remember, Lisbon played host to the World Expo um, back in the 90s. Um, they've got the, the area that they're going to be holding it in is is in that part of the city which is very well equipped there's tons and tons of hotels uh there's plenty of exhibition space um whereas you know with with dublin i mean as you know we're, we're involved to a certain degree with the ICANN meeting you know while we have got plenty of hotels in dublin they're all very very small whereas you go to other cities in europe and obviously in the u.s you find much bigger hotels so that instead of having people spread out across 10, 20, 30, 40 hotels or more, you you can have them concentrated in, in, a, in two or three, or well, depending obviously on the size of the group. Is it a loss for Dublin? Is it a loss for Ireland? Of course, is the thing I suppose a lot of people are talking about. I suppose it is in some ways. Yeah, sure. I mean, losing any event which brings however many thousand of people, thousand people, it is a loss of revenue for the country as a whole. I mean, if you take it that, let's say, using ballpark figures, say there were 30,000 people attending, if at the lower end of the spectrum they only spent um, a couple of hundred euro apiece, you know, it's it's it all adds up. I mean, it's going to be... It becomes millions of euro very, very, very quickly. Um, and, yeah, sure, fine. But, I mean, as I say, you know, this, but you're also seeing people kind of talking about, oh, you know, you can't do anything in Ireland and this and that and lots of other things. And, you know, I'd look around and I'm kind of going, well, hold on a second. You know, this kind of ridiculously negative type of thing is is, is nuts. I mean, Ireland is small. You know, did, had, had Web Summit outgrown Dublin? Maybe to a certain degree. Um, it started out as a kind of an Irish type thing, but over the last two years, the Web Summit guys have expanded. They've got um, the event in Las Vegas. They've got the event in Asia. Uh, they've run a couple of other events uh, in other places, and, I, and from what I can gather, they're planning to run um, other conferences in other parts of the world covering particular verticals. So, in many respects, it kind of it morphed from being an Irish-focused, Irish this, Irish whatever with the Dublin thing to becoming a more kind of international uh, type of event. And it just so happens that it was being run out of Dublin. And, you know, I mean, I, I just, you know, I do this kind of, you know, this kind of talk about a lot of things about, you know, the infrastructure in Dublin not being there. That's rubbish. That's not true. The infrastructure is there. After the issues last year, they had Wi-Fi. I reached out to several friends who do network infrastructure for events and whose friends do network infrastructure for events. And, I, and the question I ha- asked, put to them was, you know, if you want to do Wi-Fi for a large event, say you want to do Wi-Fi for 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 people, first off, is it technically possible? Answer, yes. Um, what are the problems? And I got I got back some interesting interesting feedback. Got back some interesting uh, bits of information there. But I mean, essentially, what it boils down to is, if you if you want if you have the if you have the resources and the willingness to provide Wi-Fi for a large number, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Technically speaking, it's not an issue. Um, can anybody 
want anybody anywhere do it? Well, no, of course not. Because you're going to you can the, the issue you find you're going to find with a lot of venues is that they weren't built or equipped originally for that kind of usage. So you'd need to retrofit them to a certain degree. You'd need to upgrade the equipment that they have. But of course it's possible. It's absolutely, absolutely possible. That the ICANN meeting, is it's much, much smaller. You're looking at two to 3,000 attendees. But, you know, you're going to have two to 3,000 people who will be connected on multiple devices. You'll have probably, I would say... 2.5 devices per person, possibly more. And there will be oodles of connectivity into that building. There's plenty of connectivity there now. There'll be as much, if not more, connectivity throughout the week of the ICANN meeting. And it won't be an issue. It will not be an issue. Could could you get that kind of connectivity into the RDS? Yes. Um, maybe the RDS themselves have issues. I mean, the, the terms of service and everything else they, they have in place are bizarre. Uh, absolutely bizarre. I remember reading them last time and scratching my head and just going, what? Um, and I don't know, but you know, that's the infrastructure argument, no. I mean, now, the other thing is, there's been a lot of talk about whether the um, Portuguese government um, gave them money, and they probably did, and I don't know how much was involved, and who cares? But ultimately, so what? You know, there's, there's plenty of other... Other other events that are held. In well, that's the question. I mean, in a way, uh, would it not be? Would you go along with the idea that uh, this is one event? It's one admittedly yeah. massive event. It's not massive. Uh, it's very big. It is very very big. It's not massive. I yeah. mean, if you want to see massive, have a look at at events being held in Orlando. Okay. If you want to see massive, have a look at events in Las Vegas. Mm. Like CES is massive. Mm. CES is fifty thousand plus people. I mean, it's huge. Mm. Absolutely huge. Um, I mean, sure, yes, it's very, very big. Mm. But, you know, the thing is, you look at the number of other events. I mean, maybe maybe they're all a lot smaller, but, mm. you know, Dublin has has done a very good job of marketing itself as being a destination for industry events. And if you want to and, set, run an event there, you can. Yeah, not- and um, as I say, it's just one event, yeah. as, you're, as you're pointing out, Michele. And uh, I think it was Michael Noonan who said this week that, um, he, now this might be a bit of an exaggeration to say, it won't be missed, he said, in the context of the fact, he said, that Dublin's hotels are full every weekend and, you know, there's various other things going on. But would you, how would I put it this way? Would you accept, however, that in terms of the fact that there's maybe some damage, do you think, to Ireland's reputation as a destination for conferences and as a destination no. for technology and investment? No, 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 no. no. I mean, if, if, the, if the guys from Web Summers had pulled out of Dublin saying, we're pulling out of Dublin because the infrastructure sucks, mm. uh, we're pulling out of Dublin because the Irish government are whatever, I mean, any of those kind of things, then yes. Is there going to be some, you know, some people might ask, okay, you know, why are they doing it? Some people who've been following it all more closely might look at it more, might look at it a bit more and maybe suspect certain things or whatever. But Mm. it's not the the way that they've handled that that move, um, I think, is it's been pretty professional. I mean, it's been along the lines of, look, we started in Dublin. We're still a Dublin based company. They have what was a hundred and something odd staff. There's no indication that they're going to be moving the company the other's jobs anywhere else so no no I, no I think this so so essentially um, the way to look at it is that it's just outgrown Dublin 
It's just moved. I yeah. wouldn't say it's outgrown. I think it's just moved. Okay. I mean, you look at um, a lot of a lot of events, and you know, sure, some of them, some of them rotate all the mm-hmm. time. So, ripe. Um, there's there's two ripe meetings a year. It it rotates. Um, ICANN has three meetings a year. It rotates. Mm-hmm. IETF has, I think, two or three meetings a year. It rotates. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with a lot of these other ones. And some of them are quite quite small, might have two, three, four hundred people. Some of them have been quite big, it can be several thousand. Um, Inter, for example, the International Trademark Association, uh, that's a quite a big meeting. I'm not sure how many delegates would be at it, but it's it's probably like 10,000 or something like that. Um, but they're, they were in... Oh, which city were they in now? Oh. I think they were in, they were in something like San Francisco in 2015. They're going to be in Orlando in 2016. You know, these things rotate, and so be it. It's just, again, it comes back to this thing that, you know, the Web Summit is Web Summit. It's not Dublin Web Summit. It might have been a few years ago, but it's not anymore. So this kind of thing about, you know, it's outgrown Dublin, that's suggesting that it's inexorably tied to Dublin, which I don't really really agree with okay you know i no no so and as as regards people who are making political issues of it and saying that it's a cause for alarm not a cause for alarm it's just how these things go no it's just with these go i mean look you know if you ask me it's a question you ask me would you know would i like to see the irish government or the or this or that other organization doing more for you know whatever Mm. then obviously yeah of course i would do i see um you know the the web summit moving location to be the death knell for I don't know whatever. No, of course no, not. No, no, okay. no. You mentioned ICANN. ICANN fifty four yes. is uh, coming to Dublin. Uh, Black Knight are involved in it. You're, yes. You've been a in the sense that uh, you've long time been a participant in it, mm-hmm. and um, you know you're going to be welcoming a lot of people to Ireland that you have known uh, from ICANN events around the world. Last week there was a special event to sort of introduce Irish people in particular, I suppose, yeah. uh, to what the idea of ICANN is and what they can expect at ICANN fifty four. How did that go? You were on the panel for that. Yeah, that was a, that was an interesting idea. I mean, it was organised. It was joint organised by ICANN and INEX. INEX being the Irish Neutral Exchange, our IXP in Dublin, which we're and members of. The hosting organisation. And they're the local host yeah. for the yeah. for the meeting. And you know, the panel was it was uh, moderated by Carolyn Lillington from the Irish Times. Uh, it was myself, uh, Jean Jacques from ICANN, uh, Richard Brown from DCNR, Maria Farrell, who's. Uh, used to work with ICANN a few years ago and is actively involved with the non-commercial um, side of things within ICANN. And it was an interesting, you know, the crowd wasn't a huge crowd, but it was an interesting mix. I mean, you had a few people who were kind of more industries. So you had IEDR, you had Right Side, um, you had uh, IIA, um, you had, like somebody like, say, Neil O'Reilly, who was one of the guys in, from UCD who was involved with .ie back, you know, years and years back. And, you know, a few other people. I mean, not a, not a massive crowd. And someone, there was representation there from the government as well, was there? Yeah, Richard Brown is mm. from DCNR. Okay. DCENR. Right. Sorry, I, can, I always get the acronym. I was, everybody kind of gets the acronym kind of sideways. Department of Communications, Communications Energy. Energy and Natural Resources. Very good. Which, you know, the kind of run joke is, I think that includes fish. Right. So it's like, so it's, it's fish and fishing. Right. Um, and fishing, and with, fishing P- with a P. Yeah. Not, not with an <laughs> right. F. Um... Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the the thing, the the thing with it is, is that 
Um, Ireland now has a GAC representative. Somebody's on the Governmental Advisory Committee within ICANN, and this is where this is where the where the governments of the world meet within the, within ICANN and are able to exchange views, put mm. forward their views on things, their concerns, etc., etc., etc. And prior to last year, well, or was it earlier this year? Mm. Well, within the last twelve months, prior to the, Ireland has has official representation. Right. Prior to that, we didn't. Right. <coughs> so that's and a positive step forward. It's a very positive yeah. step because it means that. You know, we can have an actual voice there. So it's it's going to be the voice of the Irish government, which may not always be aligned with business, may not always be aligned with our customers and all that. Sure, but you know, we can we can go to to them and go, hey, you know, mm. this these are things that we're concerned about. You know, it would be good if you were able to speak up on this or whatever. I mean, mm. the fact that we actually can have a conversation with them, or they can come to us and go, you know, this is what's up up for discussion. Um, what does industry feel about this? You know, what what's the issue? Because I mean, some of these decisions are big. I mean, they're not little little things. I mean, these are things that can have um, big ramifications for how we do we we do things, who we can do things with. Um, like for example, you know that for example, um, if you want to register a domain name, um, you know there are policies that are set within ICANN as to which information we need to collect from you. Mm. And how we process that information. Now, whether you like or dislike those policies, those are the policies. And we are obliged under contract to abide by them. Um, and, you know, so maybe you know, in the, at some point in the future, these could change and become, let's I'll say, better, as it were. But only if we are able to you know, use the system to make those changes. But anyway, yeah, so it's a, it, was an, it was an interesting enough session. Um, it, and I, I, it's been interesting to see now how many people locally engage with with the ICANN meeting when it is in Dublin. I mean, it's completely free to attend. It's 100% free to attend. The cost is just the amount of time and energy and effort you put into it. And the kind of thing we were talking about last last week during that that panel was, you know, how anybody who who's interested can get involved with ICANN. What, what do you need to do? Is there a barrier? And the answer is no. You know, you go to a meeting and on a topic that you're interested in, if you want to ask a question, you can. If you want to make a comment, you can. Um, and that's it. And, you know, if you want to follow or get involved or engage, there's loads of different ways for you to do that. You don't need to go to all the meetings in person to, to be effective. You can do a lot of it from the comfort of your sitting room. Or your office, or Very good. whatever. Very good. There's uh, there's a lot coming up in terms of events. That's in October. I can fifty four uh, is coming up, and also coming up are um, the Web Awards, the Relax Web Awards. Yes. Um, Black Knight are sponsoring two categories in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those is uh, for best website of a startup, and another one for uh, largest uh, for the best large SME. I think there are a couple of SME car- categories in there. Uh, again, Black Knight very carefully aligning itself uh, with uh, supporting SMEs, small business. Business. This is where one ourselves, and uh, this is where our bread and butter is. Oh, totally. I mean, the, again, I mean, this is no no surprise for anybody. I mean, we were interested in um, actively engaging, supporting, and interacting with the the types of people, companies, businesses that are likely to be interested and use our services. So it's a, it's a natural progression. Mm-hmm. It's a natural progression. So you know, so the Web Awards we've been a sponsor yeah. for. For several years, yeah. Uh, Interesting category there as well this year is uh, most influential Irish website of, of all, all time. time. Yeah, that one's uh, a, that one's a kind of a special one. That's yeah. not. 
that's not a standard category. That's yeah. kind of outside of everything else. Well, it's an interesting question to consider. We're looking at, I suppose, for many people, uh, 20 years and over 20 years since the web became common currency in Ireland. Um, and uh, from that point of view, people will have, you could say what the most influential sites are right now and today. Uh, you could, I think, a couple of those spring to mind and some of those are even on that list. Yeah. Uh, but if you consider perhaps over the last 20 years, it's a it's a, well, certain, it's a, very, it's a very different yeah. conversation because, I mean, there's, there's, on the list there of uh, nominees, you have revenue.ie. I'm not percent sure why the, how that got on there. I mean, the way... I, I'm, just, I'm not sure about that at all. UCC.ie, which was, I think, one of the first websites in Ireland ever. Mm. Um, you've got boards.ie, which was obviously very, very big. Mm. It's still big. I don't know how big it is now, comparatively, because, I mean... Again, it comes down to, you know, the evolution. I mean, if you look at the way people are interacting with the web, the internet, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of activity these days via social media. Mm. Huge amount. Um, even within social media, that's fragmented. Mm. I mean, you see statistics from various sources, and they're saying, you know, if you want to look at real engagement, Facebook where, is where it's at. Um, and you hear other people talking, well, oh, Periscope this, Periscope that. Mm. No, nobody cares. It's, I mean, it's 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 you know there's yeah. there's all these different things. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see because you know the the judging of that, as far as I know, I think it's a special panel of yeah. judges who are yeah. going to be involved. Um, that panel might include myself. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, I think I think I'm on that panel. Okay. Um, I think I agreed to it as well. But you know the the you know the thing is that whether it'll be interesting to see who's on the panel. Mm. Because if, you, if you've got people who have been around long enough who have that more kind of holistic view of influence, mm-hmm. in, in inverted commas, then maybe RT or uh, the Irish Times. I mean, these are ones that have been there for a very long time. It, yeah. But where something like Broadsheet... Yeah, broadsheet.ie didn't exist up, up until you know five or six years ago. Whatever, whatever. Long. It's 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 relatively new. I, I'll tell you what I think is interesting about it, Michaela. I think if you ask this question um, ten years ago, certainly fifteen years ago, what the most influential Irish website oh, totally, of all times, totally, totally. Uh, you'd be first of all you'd be talking to a much smaller cross section of the community because if you go back that far, you're talking about people who maybe uh, so very many people still hadn't interacted with the web. Mm. Uh, whereas now it's totally different. Well, and I, I think mean, this, I mean the thing is this: when yeah. you look at it in terms. of of you know practical things mm. right um i moved back to ireland in august 2003 at the time here in carlo um i think the only you could get you could get dsl of a sort but but dial up was still common when i moved house mm. in december 2003 for the first um few days after i moved i was stuck on dial up mm. Um, I think I think it was on dial-up mm. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on dial-up and at one point when we were looking at adding when we, before we moved into these offices and everything else uh, we, we were using ISDN so and not, not for internet connection it was more just to be able to have the multiple lines the multiple voice lines and all that kind of thing I still have the ISDN boxes mm. stuck to the wall in the house you know the, the thing is is that now in 2015 um, okay, sure, if you're living in the sticks, mm. you won't get it. But if you're living in the centre of Carlow Town or Limerick or Cork or any reasonable-sized town around the country, 
You have a whole range of choices. You've got a bunch of different Wi-Fi providers. You're going to have a bunch of different DSL providers. You're going to have people offering you stuff over 3G and 4G. You're going to have people offering you stuff over cable, over fiber. There's a whole range of different choices. So nowadays, you know, some, for somebody to be able to say, Aria, grand, no problem. I've got, you know, 100 meg down at home. Mm. I mean, these are unthinkably fast speeds. But this is what, what I, this, this is the point. I, you, you, you're absolutely right, Michaela. The point I want to make is that uh, in that time, um, internet accessibility has spread, as you say, out to the sticks and to people who mightn't have had it before. And I, I know from, let's say, uh, going back 10, 20 years, if I was to talk to someone like you about the internet, mm. uh, we'd probably agree on what the most influential sites are. But I think that the internet, uh, because of the spread of broadband, has, well, become, more has become more fragmented. And now, you mentioned, for example, revenue.ie there. Um, I know people, let's say, who are self-employed. I know people uh, in particular, farmers. Uh, I have a friend of mine in particular. Uh, and that is one of his main sites. That is one of the, the does, things... Does he have a dot .farm domain, though? He, well, that's a, we must talk about that in a minute as well. Uh, that is, that's, should, a great, because that's a great, great no, point. Sorry, you brought yeah. up farmers. <laughs> yeah. My immediate thought was, yeah. does he have a yeah. dot .farm domain? And he probably doesn't. He probably doesn't, but then maybe he should. Then maybe uh, he should. Exactly. .farm uh, launched this week, isn't it? No, dot .farm mm. launched a while back we right we did a bit of marketing around us ah going back mm. probably four or five months ago maybe longer mm. um and again recently there's a bunch of promotions and and things like that that was that we're involved with and also as well we've been looking at you know the list of domain extensions that are available and kind of saying well you know which which of these extensions are ones that we would be kind of view as being marketable i mean as in which ones would be would lend themselves to more interesting a more interesting marketing message mm. something maybe slightly funkier maybe a little bit risque bit of fun bit of whatever but also when you're talking to <coughs> to the Irish market what's relevant mm. and sure Dot Irish comes to mind obviously Dot Irish yeah. is an obvious one yeah and that's um, on promotion now until November yes mm. So Dot Irish is an obvious one, but you know Ireland's a farming country. I mean, the yeah. okay, sure. Here in this office, I'm surrounded by techno gadgets everywhere. Mm. But if I look out my windows, what do I see? I see horses. I mean, mm. literally. Actually, I don't know. Are they still there? There was there's a bunch of horses across yeah. the, across over the field. I mean, our offices are actually in the middle of fields. Mm. And we're in we're in an agricultural country, and, and in fact, we're talking today just uh, as the um, ploughing championship has drawn to a close, uh, which is I won't say a stone's throw from here, but it's uh, certainly uh, not more than twenty miles from from where you're off. Oh yeah, no, I mean it's the 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 the, far, the ploughing championship has been held close to Carlo for the last few years. Mm. I'm not sure how how many years it's been in this area, but. Yeah, I mean, we've 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 gone to us. Uh, we've exhibited there several times um, over the years, and we probably will do again in the future. I mean, it's it's a huge event. I mean, going back to the entire thing about the size of events and everything else. Mm. I mean, what were the numbers for the for the plan championship? Like two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, but like eighty thousand people a day or a something. A day, yeah, yeah. Where, and how many at Web Summit? Thirty, a good deal less than that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, you know, put the you know it put puts things in pers- perspective. Perspective. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yes. The, the logistical requirements, the logistical demands mm. for something like the ploughing championship is going to be very, very different. Yeah. Yes. But if you're talking about sheer volume of people, mm. you know, 
the ploughing championship is Puts huge. Puts it in its place without a doubt. Yeah, just to, just to finish that point I was yeah, making, sorry. I guess, no, but there are, as you say, um, a site that mightn't immediately spring to mind, but then for some people, um, there's two of them at least on that list. One is uh, one is revenue.ie for farmers. The other one is uh, uh, dundeal.ie, which is also on the list, I think, as well. And another one, which isn't mentioned that much, I think, as well, is Tagusk. Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, maybe huge in terms of volume and definitely uh, for farmers only, but it's interesting without a doubt. Um, the internet is is lots of different things to lots of different people. Um, what else is coming up? The uh, Blog Awards uh, are coming up. Now, they're under new management uh, this yeah, year. Okay, so the, this yeah. is like the third the third iteration of that. Right. Because back in the day, you had the Blog Awards that, that Damien Mully was running, yeah. um, which were fantastic, and we were involved in that both as as an entrant uh, I think we actually won a couple maybe we did maybe we didn't I don't know we may have won a couple um, don't see them there eh, whatever um, and I know we were involved as a sponsor a couple of times then Damien stopped running his awards and uh, some other people started up the thing like Blog Awards Ireland mm-hmm. And they ran them for a couple of years. And then the uh, Asheville Media, who also do the Digital Media Awards... They're uh, running them this year. They're running them. They acquired them and are running them. So... Asher, look, you know, we enter yeah. we enter things sometimes, and it's just you know why not? Yeah. So we've well, we've ended up being I think we're shortlisted for what is it marketing and communications and digital and technology both for mm-hmm. for the main Black Knight blog. Very good. Okay, we mentioned domains in that as well, yeah. uh, Michele. Uh, since we last spoke, uh, Black Knight has uh, introduced a new product as well, which is uh, Microsoft Office three six five. Yes, um, that is as I've said to you before, tying in with uh, a number of uh, self help uh, products. If you like or DIY products that Black Knight and services that Black Knight is offering not just domains not just hosting mm-hmm. website builders um, SEO uh, ranking uh, coach ranking coach, ranking coach product yeah, I mean, the, the, the idea a, being is like the end to end like you know, a one stop shop one stop shop come to us okay. like if you look at this here for example I know obviously well we can do is we can, get, we can put an image of this uh, online but if you look at like the ad we're running um, in some of the print publications at the moment you know be connected to your office 365 sorry the play on words was unavoidable you know we live in a busy always on the go world with office 365 from black knight you can always be sure to have access to your work and your team peace your mac tell her the phone work where you want when you want from just three euro 40 per month and you know the thing is the thing is this is with with the office 365 plans depending which one you choose you get email that you can access using a whole range of different devices but not only that, if you also go, if you go with some of the plans, you'll also get not only get a full the full office suite of 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 software. So you know, Outlook, Word, Excel, mm-hmm. PowerPoint, and a couple of other things. Sorry, these are the ones I use, so these yes. ones I remember. Um, and like Outlook on the Mac now, oh boy, it's really nice. It's 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 actually usable. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, up until up until this release, Microsoft had. You know, that traditional thing where all of their software was built around Windows. And a couple of years back, they started making a bit of an effort to make their their Mac versions that little bit more, well, Mac-like, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And the Office, the main Office ones, apart from the email, they work pretty well. I mean, you hear people saying, you know, some of the uh, some of the formula stuff in, in Excel might be problematic, but I don't use anything quite that advanced. But the outlook for the Mac previously, it sucked. It was terrible. It was slow. The interface was was bad. It was just it just wasn't nice. The new version of Outlook on the Mac, it looks and feels almost identical to the version you get on Windows. 
It has pretty much all the functionality, and it's fast, and it's easy to use, and it's great. It's fantastic. I love it. There. I said something nice about a Microsoft product. <laughs> no, but, you know, jokes aside, I mean, they, they, they have done some interesting things. They've also introduced a bunch of apps as well for iPad and iPhone. Mm. So you don't need to be running, you know, Microsoft, a Microsoft Windows phone. You don't need to be running um, a Microsoft Microsoft um, Windows on your desktop, your laptop. Now, the wind, the Microsoft Surface, now that's a bit of, that's a beautiful bit of hardware. I mean, they're gorgeous. Mm. I mean, they, I am, I will admit, hands up, I am tempted. I am very tempted by the Surface. I've seen those and I just go, mm, yummy, yummy. Although the iPad Pro now coming along uh, on the heels of that uh, has a lot of those features as well. Well, the iPad Pro, um, that's something I'm quite interested in looking at because I, for me now, to be perfectly honest, I was thinking about it a bit yesterday. It's like, you know, if you send me an email up until a certain point at night you will probably get an answer from me pretty quickly. But, like, I use the iPad when I'm cooking mm. um, because I, I some some of the stuff I cook, I'd be actually using the iPad to look up recipes. So I'm reading the recipe on the iPad whilst listening to music streaming from Deezer. I don't use Spotify, in case anyone's asking. I haven't used Spotify in a while. So I use Deezer... Um, for that because I, I quite like Deezer it's mm. the catalogue and everything else they have is quite nice um, and they've got good they've got nice native apps for iPhone and iPad and they also have a decent uh, native app for OS 10 but you know the, the iPad for me it's it's something I use quite a lot and when I'm travelling as well yes I do play games on it but I also use it for watching um, TV shows and movies and and, you know, a lot of the time as well, it's a handy way to, to reply to emails and that on the go. So the iPad Pro, the new one, I'm very interested in seeing what kind of price point that is when it comes out in the Irish market. Like, previously I would have immediately gone, right, well, I don't care how much it is in the Irish market, I'll just pick it up when I'm in the States. But with the, with the currency exchange rates at the moment, when we were over in the States most recently, I think it was back in July, there was very little benefit in buying in dollars. Whereas, say, three, four years ago, um, I remember going into an Apple store in, I think it was in San Francisco or somewhere like that, and being able to buy um, a MacBook Pro, which was at the time, and I was saving myself like 10, 20% over the Irish pricing. And that, so obviously that was worth doing. Now, nah, not worth it. Not worth it. Okay, Michele, thanks for talking to us. No problem, thank you.